When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It turns out they probably should have just handed the Lombardi trophy from one side to the other last night. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus on your smart speaker as well. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Chris Carlin and Amber Wilson today in for Chris Canty and Amber. That was a butt kicking left to right last night, especially in the second half by the Buffalo Bills. I bet you're feeling pretty good about your Super Bowl pick and your MVP pick this season after last night's game. Well, I was feeling pretty good about the fact that the Buffalo Bills looked every bit the part. That was a buzzsaw, Amber. I didn't expect that. I'll be honest. I did not expect it to be one team looking like they were playing with jetpacks and the other team looking like they were playing in quicksand. And I thought that is a lot of what we saw last night. The Rams looked slow, they looked old, and the Bills looked awfully spry. It was a sloppy game. My biggest takeaway from a sloppy game, and it was sloppy for the Bills too, right? I mean, how many? There was like seven turnovers in this game Mm -hmm. in total. So it was a sloppy game. My biggest takeaway, though, is football's back. Like, it doesn't matter how sloppy it was. It was beautiful. Even in the first half when it was tied, right? Before the Bills absolutely went off. Then they went full steam ahead in the second half. They scored those three, uh, those touchdowns on three straight possessions. We know Josh Allen was out of his mind last night. I don't think the Rams, though, are nearly as bad as they seemed last night. Like, it seemed uncharacteristically bad. Mm. My only way to explain that, though, Carlin, would be how last season ended for both of these teams, respectively. I kept saying that I think the Bills are going to be aided by that heartbreak from last season, that they're going to come out with a vengeance, whereas the Rams come into this game they ain't got nothing to prove, right? Like, it's only the Bills who really had something to prove last night. They're the odds-on betting favorite now to win the Super Bowl. The expectations are there. We just saw the Rams do it. So I guess it makes sense that the Rams were the one a little bit more flat-footed, even though they were the defending champs. Yeah, look, I I think you make a great point there. That looked like an angry football team in Buffalo. That looked like a team that has been sitting on a terrible playoff loss for the entirety of the offseason and wanted to take it out on somebody. And they did that. Look, it was sloppy. Yes, there were mistakes. It's it's hard to pin, you know, all of those picks, certainly the first one on Josh Allen uh, and the turnovers in the game. Um, yeah, the game got sloppy. But one team clearly looked a lot better than the other. And I think what I really took away from the Bills last night is that in any position that there was some question, they were able they were able to answer it. There was a little bit of question around Roger Saffold and the interior of that offensive line. They were fine. They were, that wasn't a problem at all. Defensively, I, I thought their their secondary played pretty well, especially considering you had a second year guy at corner and you got a rookie at corner. They did a pretty good job all the way around. When it wasn't Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup, it was a dominating performance. Think about this for a second. If you removed Matthew Stafford's numbers uh, when it came to Cooper Cup last night versus everybody else, 
I think he was 16 of 28 for 100 some yards. I mean, it, it was absolutely ridiculous that he couldn't get anything else going offensively when that was the case. I mean, he's trying to force it to his guy. I understand that, but where was Allen Robinson? Yeah, where was Allen Robinson? That's certainly one of the big questions coming out of last night. In fairness to Stafford, it's hard to get anything done when you're spending half the game on your back, right? I mean, he was sacked seven times last night. It's the most he's ever been sacked in that uniform. Not the most he's ever been sacked. Don't forget, he spent some time in Detroit. Uh, But all seven of those sacks came while sending four or fewer pass rushers. It was ugly for that Rams O-line. And that was another one of my big takeaways from this game is because we know with Matthew Stafford, already a quarterback with some accuracy questions. I mean, I understand what he did last season. He won a Super Bowl. He also threw 17 interceptions, tried for the most in the league last season. So we're not talking about a perfect passer in every way. Now enter an O-line that looks significantly worse than that O-line that we saw win a Super Bowl. And also, by the way, don't forget, lingering elbow issues for Matthew Stafford, too. All of that lining up certainly would have me a bit concerned if I was a Rams fan. Yeah, and and the O-line's an area where we talked about yesterday. They are thin, and they are not great. You know, Noteboom down the stretch of last season played pretty well and was playing at a better level than Whitworth was, but Whitworth, because of who he was, started the Super Bowl. Noteboom last night looked awful. Or maybe Von Miller just looked dominant, and it was so funny. I mean, for one play, Noteboom looks like he's got Von Miller's number, and Collinsworth is heaping praise on him, and Von Miller comes back the next play and just absolutely destroyed him. And just bull rushed him and knocked him over. I would be really worried if I were the Rams about that offensive line. Now, look, the overall picture of the Rams will get into and what to take out of last night, because anybody who tells you that the Rams are now done is obviously just reacting entirely too much to one game and somebody that shouldn't be evaluating football. That's absurd. But the Bills are interesting because... That was such a dominant performance against the Super Bowl champions. Can they actually sustain this level of play over a period of time? Here's Keyshawn Johnson this morning from Keyshawn J. Will and Max. If they can play like that all year long, they're going to win a Super Bowl. The question isn't whether or not Josh Allen is good. The questions are always going to be coming into the season. Can they do what everybody is putting them out front to do. Can they go into a hostile environment and do what you saw, be 26 and 31 for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and run for a TD? Can you do those sort of things and match it with the defense? Can you slow down the Rams' high-octane offense? Now, look, it's a long season. It's one game. Let's not all of a sudden start celebrating in Arizona and raising the Lombardi. The Rams will fix it. I guarantee you they will fix it, and the Bills just got to continue to get better. Look, if anybody's going to be able to fix it, it's Sean McVay. But on the flip side, um, Amber, I just thought the edge that they played with was so impressive from the Buffalo Bills. Um, And when you have a guy like Josh Allen playing at a determined level, let alone a high level in terms of his skill, you can see that all come together pretty efficiently. Oh, how the tune has changed for Keyshawn Johnson, right? I mean, he's one of these who has been a bit critical of Josh Allen or at least questioning all the hype surrounding the Bills. I think it's the hype that has me actually the most impressed. And you and I were on the hype train for the Bills, in fact. Both you and I had the Bills in the Super Bowl and felt like it's a viable pick. You had the Bills winning the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. But 
when it comes to the expectations surrounding a team that becomes the odds-on favorite, where it's not just us, it's everybody saying, well, the Bills, this is their season. They get bounced in the second round last season, and all of a sudden, everybody expects that they're going to win a Super Bowl. For them to come out week one amidst those expectations and deliver, and deliver in this way, I mean... Last night, Josh Allen broke a record for the Bills in a regular season game in terms of his passing performance. To deliver like that amongst these expectations right now, that's what had me so impressed. And by the way, it was on the road, across the country on the road. I know SoFi doesn't have the best home field advantage for the Rams, but it was on the road. It was more of a home field advantage for the Bills at times than it was for the Rams. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. She is Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. Be a part of the Canty and Carlin nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Well, one guy who made some predictions this week that look pretty darn good right now is Peter King. He, of course, of NBC Sports, Football Morning in America, is a must-read every Monday morning, and he had a great column this past week outlining the NFL season. He's good enough to give us some time right now. Peter, Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, we appreciate the time, and let's just start right in. What was your biggest takeaway from last night? Not just that the Bills, uh, obviously, it, to me, Josh, Josh Allen has now played three transcendent games in a row. He gave Bill Belichick the most embarrassing big game loss of his career in the wild card round last year. Uh, he played great and lost a coin flip uh, in Kansas City. Uh, and then last night, um, even though they turned it over, whatever, he turned it over twice. Actually, he turned it over once. Isaiah McKenzie turned it over once. And and uh, and he still was relatively unstoppable. So, you know, the offense is, is obviously what we all remembered it as. But I thought what was so impressive is the waves of the pass rush that came at Matthew Stafford and how he was sacked seven times, pressured another 15 times. And, you know, nobody really knew very much about Boogie Basham or A.J. Epines or really about Greg Russo going into the game last night. But combined with Von Miller, they had five and a half sacks, nine pressures, an interception, and they just dominated this game. And if you are going to be as great as Buffalo is on offense and have one of the scariest front sevens in football, you're off to a pretty good start. Peter, we're going to get to some more of your predictions in just a moment. I just want to stay on this game for a second, though. Are the Rams as bad as they seemed last night, or was this more about how good the Bills actually are? I think it's a lot more about how good the Bills are. Um, Sean McVay is going to fix this. He said it after the game last night. And I just want you to want to remind you of two game one results from the last 20 years. Game one, 2003, Buffalo 31, New England zero. And the Patriots that year went on to win their second Super Bowl. 2017, 
Kansas City 27 or Kansas City 42, New England 27. Uh, the Patriots go on to play that wild Super Bowl. They lose to Philadelphia, but they go on to the Super Bowl that year. So the first game is the first game. And I realize people are alarmed today about uh, the Rams. I guess rightfully so. But I, I think the Rams are still going to be good and perhaps very good. It's it's one game, and everybody plays a stinker. Remember, last year, Jacksonville 9, Buffalo 6 hmm. in midseason. So, you know, one game is one game. If ever there was a stinker, that was certainly the one. Peter, I wanted to forget about that game. It was that bad. It's Peter King of Football Morning in America, NBC Sports. Uh, Peter, let's get to the news of the day. And LaShaw and um, uh, Lamar Jackson not uh, coming to an agreement on a new contract with the Baltimore Ravens. What has been your read on this situation all along? It does feel like it has been probably the least acrimony that's ever existed in this kind of uh, disconnect on what the financial numbers on a contract should be. I agree. It's not acrimonious. There's no hatred between the two sides. There's a disagreement on what Lamar Jackson is worth. And look, nobody knows exactly what's been offered or on either side, but you've got to figure that Lamar Jackson wants either a fully guaranteed contract or something very close to it because he's accomplished more in football than, uh, than Deshaun Watson has. But what I would say is it's fool's gold to suggest that anybody is going to get a fully guaranteed contract. The four other major quarterback contracts agreed to this offseason, um, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Kyler Murray, have an average guaranteed money of 47% in them. So Deshaun Watson's contract is an outlier. There's no other way around it. And, you know, we'll see. Lamar Jackson might choose to do what um, Joe Flacco did you know, a decade ago, and and gamble on himself. And who knows? He may lead the, the Ravens to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and then the Ravens are going to have to pay him 55 or $60 million with a lot more guaranteed than they want to pay him. But as of now, I think it's unrealistic to think he would get that. Let's get to some of these Peter King's predictions. You can find them on NBCSports.com, of course. And Peter... You're on the hype train for the New Orleans Saints, something that Carlin and I are not willing to do, but a lot of people are on that train with you. You have them winning the NFC South, being the top seed in the NFC. What makes you believe in this New Orleans Saints team so much? I don't love any team in the, in the NFC. Don't, I don't love a single one. I, I like a lot of them, um, and I like the Saints. I pick the Saints to win the number one seed in the NFC for a very simple reason. Since Tom Brady has gotten to Tampa, the Saints are 4-0 and against Brady in the regular season, and none of those games have been a one-score game. So, you know, you also, the other two teams in your division, theoretically, they've got a good chance to sweep or at least go 3-1. and So not only do they have a good chance to have a very good record in their division, but I think there are other teams in the NFC that have a lot tougher schedule. 
like all the teams in the uh, NFC West. That's why I picked them. I like the receiver core a lot compared to last year, and I, they're going to have a top five to seven defense, and that's why. I agree. I, I, I have the same questions as everybody else about Jameis Winston, um, but I just think they have the fewest question marks along with the schedule uh, of any team in the, in the NFC. Peter King, NBC Sports, Football Morning in America. About a month ago, you wrote about from a view from, I think it was John Lynch's office, maybe Kyle Shanahan's, pointing to a backfield where Jimmy Garoppolo was working out. Peter, how Hello. much? It, it, was, it was Lynch or, or Shanahan? <laughs> no, it was, it was Lynch, but Jimmy Garoppolo was all alone. Yep. On the field. Wow. And, you know, I had heard that day Garoppolo doesn't have a playbook. He doesn't talk to the quarterback coach, Brian Greasy. He, he's, a, he's a loner. And he goes in and out, Does he works on his own, and then all of a sudden, two weeks before the start of the season, hey, Jimmy's back on the team. <laughs> it's okay, just so Peter, weird. Peter, what it's was just it? weird. Was it the money that they could, okay, we can get him for $6 million to be the backup? Or was it maybe we don't think – or maybe we're not as far along with Trey Lance as we need him to be, and this is a nice insurance policy because you think, as I kind of do, that by week seven it might be Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to imagine that Trey Lance, who since he graduated from a mid-sized high school in the state of Minnesota – he has thrown 389 passes in football games. I mean, so, uh, you know, it's, and he did it at the 1AA level. It's most of those. So my only point is I think Trey Lance has got a real good chance to be good. The question is, as, as Kyle Shanahan admitted to me, he's got a lot of growing to do. And, uh, you know, you got to learn on the fly against some of the best teams in football. It's they're they're fortunate because they start the year with a relatively soft early schedule, but it's not going to be soft forever. And I just think at some point Garoppolo is probably going to play. Now, the one other thing, Chris, look, you know, I, I, I see both sides in this, and I think that Trey Lance, if he was Justin Herbert, they would not have signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Period. But. You know, they felt like they needed a better insurance policy than Nate Sudfeld. So that's why this happened. Peter, we got 10 seconds left. The thing that you're most looking forward to watching this weekend, what's got you most intrigued? Trey Lance at Chicago against uh, a defense that is not the starriest defense, but it's very aggressive and is going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He's going to be under the microscope from the first snap of the first game of the season. Love it, Peter. Awesome stuff. Peter King, NBC Sports. Football morning in America, a must-read every Monday morning. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Amber. I'll tell you what, he always brings it, and that read is outstanding because you take so much out of it. And that was the visual I had all along about that Lance and Garoppolo situation. And we're going to get to more on that throughout the course of the show. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. And as Peter brought up, it's not acrimonious, but is Lamar Jackson right to officially bet on himself this season after not coming to a deal 
with the Ravens. That is on the way after Amber has this from FanDuel. Kick off football season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance like I just fumbled that liner. To get $150 in free bets, win or lose with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Well, he doesn't have to get it all guaranteed, but I'd at least get $231 million of it guaranteed. But Lamar Jackson does not have a deal long-term with the Baltimore Ravens and is going to play out his fifth-year option. It's Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. He can hit us up on Twitter as well, at Chris Carlin, at Amber W Sports. Amber Wilson is in for Chris Canty today. So the news came earlier today that that deadline that Lamar Jackson set for getting a new deal done that was today, it came and it went. And GM Eric DaCosta of the Ravens said, we will continue to work toward a long-term deal after the season, but we are looking forward to a successful 2022 campaign. Amber, I have no issue with it. I, I know it's a risk, but I don't think Lamar Jackson cares. I, he's standing on the principle of what he absolutely believes, and he is a more established quarterback. He has accomplished more than 
Deshaun Watson has or, frankly, anybody else uh, outside of Aaron Rodgers that was up for it this offseason? Well, I think it depends how you look at that, right? I think that there's a lot of people out there that think that the last time we saw Deshaun Watson play football, he was a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I think it's up for debate, of course. Lamar has an MVP under his belt. He's done more winning than Deshaun Watson was able to do. But frankly, I don't even think it's a comparison between the two quarterbacks. I think that it's the NFL ownership, and in this case, the ownership of the Baltimore Ravens, saying, hey, that Deshaun Watson deal was an outlier. And you heard it when we had Peter King on. He referenced the other deals, like the Kyler Murray deal, and how it's more like 45%, less than 50% of that deal is guaranteed. I believe the Russell Wilson money is about 60% of that deal is guaranteed. We don't see 100% guaranteed deals in this league and we're talking monster money at that quarterback position it seems like it's that guaranteed money Lamar wants 100% of it whatever that deal is and the Baltimore Ravens are saying no that Watson situation that was the outlier that was strange take something more like 60 or 50% of it we have no idea where the two seeds are sides are though Carlin all we know is that they couldn't come to terms and yet apparently Somehow they're on the same page. They're on totally different pages when it comes it to the numbers, but they're on the same page, I guess, when it comes to let's roll it, roll it out again and, hmm. and try again to win another Super Bowl this season, and then we'll have the conversation whenever the season ends. Of course, they have until March 7th to tag him for next year, which that might be a conversation that we're having in the offseason. Well, here's John Harbaugh on the whole situation and Eric DaCosta's statement earlier. Yeah, I mean, I think all the feelings that you would expect that anybody would have, you know, you probably have. You know, I wasn't, probably not for me as much because I wasn't directly involved with any, with any back and forth. But, uh, you know, you, you're hopeful. But there's you know, those things will work themselves out in the end. I'm confident that. I think I said at the beginning, that'll happen when it's time, you know, and when it's time, it'll happen. So, uh, Lamar's playing quarterback. He's going to be playing quarterback here for a long time. Uh, he and I talked about it yesterday a little bit, like, hey, man, let's go be our best and, and go focus on football. And that's what he's been doing all along. So we don't, I know nothing will change with that and just focused on Sunday. Lamar Jackson right now is plus 1,800 to win the MVP. So an 18-to-1 shot. Not one of the favorites, but certainly not a, an awful choice and good value. That's on Caesar Sportsbook. And I already jumped on it. I'm – I'm a big fan, and I expect somebody who, even though there's not that acrimony that exists, that is going to play at an exceptionally high level this year. And Amber, I think it bears repeating. We talked about this yesterday. If Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to have success this year, it's going to be a lot of it, at least. No surprise on him, especially when you consider what their receiving core is outside of Mark Andrews, the tight end. Rashad Bateman's their number one receiver, and he hasn't established anything in the league as of yet. Well, of course it's going to be on Lamar Jackson. We know what it looks like when Lamar Jackson isn't available to that team. We saw it last season when he was injured, and it was very ugly. So it's going to be on the health of this team because obviously the Ravens were decimated last season. I mean, Lamar was phenomenal. He was in the MVP conversations for the first six games of last season. Then the wheels fell off because everybody on the Ravens started going down with injuries, including Lamar himself eventually. So he is pivotal to their success. Health is pivotal to this team's success. You're right that he's got a lack of weapons. Obviously, the departure of Hollywood Brown certainly harms his position. But Lamar must believe in himself. He must believe that he's going to be able to do miraculous things, even without the best wide receiver room in the NFL, because he knows what he's got out there, Carlin. All right, but let and me ask you this question. He's rolling the dice. When we look at what 
the the five highest average annual value contracts are right now. You tell me where he should fit in this group, okay? Okay. Sh- he should should he be number one because that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I you know the th- the thing is if you're advocating for Lamar there you're saying all right Rodgers back to back reigning MVP I also have an MVP I'm a heck of a lot younger so I think you could make an argument because of his age that he should be paid even more handsomely annually than Rodgers Rodgers deal though is is pretty short see I don't know if I would try I don't know if I could make that argument considering that he's still playing at this level at this age as it is like it's it's not a 10-year or five- or seven-year deal like Russell Wilson has. Should he right. get a better deal than Russell Wilson? Uh, I, I believe so. I would, I would put him annual. I would put him right a hair below Rodgers, probably right above Russell Wilson. Kyler, it's not even a conversation mm-hmm. to be had. Deshaun Watson, it's interesting because annually he's fourth on this list. We know what it looks like in terms of guaranteed. Right. Mahomes, I mean, now the Mahomes deal, Patrick looks like he's uh, grossly underpaid now at $45 yeah. million dollars a year, <laughs> which, by the way, is what Lamar will be making if they end up tagging him for next season. Look, I if, if I were him, the total guaranteed money, the average annual value – he may not quite be at Rodgers, but when it comes to the total guarantee and the guy's going to be 25 years old, I don't think I'm doing it for less than the $231 million. I don't think I am. because And, and when you wait until next year, maybe it's a, a $300, $325 million contract and you're able to get to 231 guaranteed. Maybe the whole thing at that point doesn't have to be fully guaranteed we just got to reach that number well that's what i've been saying is i think the sticking point from the ownership perspective is the percentage of guarantee not necessarily the numbers the salary cap keeps going up and so i assume that's what lamar is counting on here that the salary cap will go up all the numbers will go up he's kind of betting on himself and doubling down he's already bet on himself it's worked thus far with the trajectory of these quarterback contracts i guess he figures what's one more season Obviously, injury could certainly change this conversation. But the thing is, Carlin, it would have to be like a really, really, really catastrophic. We can't expect him to ever be the same guy again kind of injury. Because the reality is, any injury, I mean, we saw it with Dak. Any injury that he can come back from, we already know the greatness of Lamar Jackson. So that doesn't necessarily harm him as much as people think. It's maybe not as big of a risk as people assume that it is. Is Lamar Jackson making the right decision or should he have signed already? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN. And we also want to know what you are most looking forward to this weekend with the openers on Sunday for most NFL teams. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. One thing we know is that Lamar Jackson going to create a lot of mayhem. And the mayhem is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. Up next, there was one aspect in particular that was really troubling for the Rams last night and could be the difference between them having a chance to defend their title and not. We'll tell you what that is in just moments. Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Canty on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Talk about Von Miller's hair for a minute. I think we have to. How amazing is that? <laughs> I mean, I, the first thing that came to mind is, did he join a cult? Like, is yeah. it, do I now have to worry about him in a cult with a purple triangle on the back of his head? If you haven't seen it, I just tweeted it out. It's at Chris Carlin on Twitter. Amber, it's it, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, Am I just, wrong? Was it purple or was it black? No, it was not. It was just his hair cut into oh, a triangle, I, thought it was I believe. When I first saw Where it. Where did you get that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where he got purple from. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe the tint was off on my screen on the TV. Yeah, Clearly. no. That was just the, refle- <laughs> the reflection of the blue, I guess, in his uniform. Yeah, no, it was, it was a triangle, though. You described right. that portion of it accurately in the back of his head. I don't know what it means. I don't know what Von Miller's going through. I do know that whatever he's going through, uh, he's it's made him even better than he was last season. I mean, he had two sacks in that game last night. He was absolute, an absolute menace against his former team. Respectfully, did he become a Scientologist? I, it's po- Listen, it's possible, but maybe it's working for him for now. I mean, because he looks so phenomenal. Not so much physically phenomenal because the hair ain't doing it for me. But in terms of how he looked on the field, I mean, is he faster than he was last season? Like he's in better shape somehow as a bill than he was as a Ram. And he yeah, was a listen, monster as a Ram. It was ridiculous. last And he, night. he listened, he played really well for the Rams down the stretch. Remember he was hurt part of last year mm-hmm. too. I think he was hurt before the trade and you know, they had to make sure he was hundred percent healthy when he got back. But Amber, the, the, the thing about that hair I don't know. I'm kind of weirdly intrigued by it. Like, I'm a bald <laughs> Like, if you man. could grow it, you would do it? Like, well, I could grow it where he did it. He did it on the back of his head, and I could grow it on the sides and on the back. I got nothing up top here. But what would happen if your husband came home with that one day? Well, uh, mm, my husband couldn't pull it off. Let's just put it that way. Well, but no, um, I'm not sure Von Miller is either. Not. Listen, he's got his hair, right? So... 
He's yeah. fortunate in that case. Yeah, so that's a little different. Let's start there. I think it's a right. little different than if you're like going for the bald look and then you're just doing something with your f- funky with your hair down below. Uh, I I never have a problem with a bald look either. I'm like, hey, embrace it, you know. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of men can super pull it off, mm-hmm. but the triangle, I think we've gone too far, Vaughn. I think yeah. we've gone too far. Maybe now, so, like, now the Rams wish they had that triangle. I'm guessing. I always after last feel like people who are changing the the hairstyle all the time or the color all the time maybe this is an unfair generalization but it feels like they're going through something i don't know if he's going through something it clearly has not affected his performance what are you most looking forward to from your team this weekend 888 say espn 888-729-3776 your dr pepper call in line be a part of the show it's Cancy and carlin on espn radio and on your smart speakers Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson. Amber is in for Canty. I, uh, we were commenting during uh, just a, a brief segment a moment ago about what Von Miller's triangle hair looks like. It's, it's absolutely amazing to me. I, I, I kind of love it. And I, at first I thought there might be something going on in his life. Amber doesn't particularly care for it. If you were dating someone, it's not going to break up a marriage. But if you were dating somebody and they showed up with that at your door, let's say after a couple of months, is that a deal breaker at that point? Um, uh, I don't know. Hair can be changed, though. You know, like, yeah. I don't know if hair is ever a well, deal breaker. Well, for some breaker. of us, it can. <laughs> well, for some, right. Well, listen. And well, you just did describe that, like, down there, you could do something with your hair as well. You know, you could rock the triangle. Maybe you should try it. See your wife's reaction and report back. Let us know if she left you. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> I don't. Th- listen, as you said, some men can pull off certain looks. Uh-huh. And, and that list of things that I can pull off is quite limited. Like, for I'm, instance, when I'm I I'm not made- even sure Von Miller's pulling it off, by the way. But I guess if anybody can, it Listen, would be somebody menacing like Von Miller. The dude's bull rushing people. Right. <laughs> Whatever works for you, bro. And and that's the problem right now for the Rams. Uh, Amber, like we could talk about Super, Ho- Super Bowl hangover. We could talk about Sean McVay being able to fix things. But I really would look at that offensive line and, and be worried. And, and look, a lot of it has to do with Miller. Okay. But that line did not look good. That line looked like it's going to be a problem. And we talked at length yesterday about the Rams' very real concerns about a lack of depth. And you saw that on display specifically up front last night. You tried to tell us. You tried to tell us yesterday I tried to tell about you. that Rams O-line. You really did, uh, Carlin. Uh, and I hate to point to that out, people. but I'll point it out. No, you don't hate to. And that's okay. You shouldn't hate to because you deserve this moment because you were absolutely dead on last night. And I knew that there could be some issues there. I didn't realize the issues were going to look like that. And it is a concern. Of course, it's a concern. It's a concern for any team. But it's also a concern, an added concern, when we're talking about then relying on a quarterback that – apparently has maybe elbow issues when he's in his mid-30s. He's coming off of a really long season this past season, obviously, with that Super Bowl win, and then those are where the expectations are. I do think the departure of Von Miller looked like a very big deal last night. I think even OBJ seemed like a very big deal last night because Allen Robinson didn't show up. And so this Rams team looked like it could be a very disappointing season. However, it's only week one. 
And the Rams are coming off the Super Bowl win. The Bills are the team that went into this game with everything to prove. We had on Peter King earlier in the show. If you missed it, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And he said this is more about the Bills being good than the Rams being bad. I tend to agree with him. The Rams can't possibly be as bad as it looked last year. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I think it's hard to think that that would be the case, right? Because they did just win the Super Bowl, and they didn't fall off a cliff. It's just you had an exceptionally talented team who's this year's favorites who looked every bit the part. It's the third time that you've had a Super Bowl champ lose since 2004. So they normally win week one, but they weren't all playing the Bills. You know, like I feel like if you were going, if you're a Super Bowl champion, you're going to cough one up, maybe cough it up to that odds on Super Bowl favorite this season. It's not like they were playing some, you know, B squad here. They were playing the team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. So here's what's funny. Yesterday, when we were talking about the teams that are the favorites prior to the season to win the Super Bowl and how infrequently that has happened. In fact, just three times in the last 15 years has the preseason favorite gone on to win it. The Bills were that. Yesterday, they were plus 600. And off of one game, the odds dropped to plus 550. Off of one game. I mean, that that's a lot off of just one game to see it drop like it's now five and a half to one as opposed to six to one. I wonder by the quarter pole of the season, are the Bills going to be three to one to win the Super Bowl? It's possible. I mean, it, that was about as good of a performance as you can have. Unbelievable. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 